Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. 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 Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Good afternoon, and welcome to all of you attending this virtual... Oh, is that mine? Yes, it is. I apologise. I'm going to start again. Shut my sound off on my laptop, and I will start again. Apologies. Welcome to all of you attending this virtual Uttlesford District Council Planning Committee meeting, and to anybody listening into the broadcast. I'll start by running through how I intend to run today's committee. We may not be in the council chamber, but I may ask you all to either may I ask you all to either turn off your mobile phones or at least to put them on silent. And can I just say that as last a fortnight ago, given that I had two interruptions coming through my computer, I have I have let my family know that not to contact me this afternoon. Um, okay, virtual meetings are a new experience for many of us. But public meetings such as this committee are business as usual. Therefore, it is important that we continue to conduct ourselves in an orderly and professional manner. As you would imagine, there are regulations governing virtual meetings that state you must be able to hear and be heard. Therefore, shortly, I will ask our Democratic Services Officer, Chris Gibson, to take a register so that those listening will know who is present today. As a reminder, Please keep yourself on mute at all times when not speaking. This should prevent undue distraction from background noise. Mr Gibson, if you could call the register, please. Thank you, Chair. Um, if you could please indicate you're present when I call your name. Councillor Bagnall? I can't hear you. Present. Councillor Caton? Yeah, sorry, I couldn't hear you. Councillor Fairhurst? Present. Councillor Freeman? Present. Councillor LeCount. Present. Councillor Lachlan. Present. Councillor Merrifield. Present. Councillor Pavitt. Present. Councillor Reeve. Present. Councillor Storer. Present. Councillor Sutton. Present. And I have an apology from Councillor Lemon. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, also, for the benefits of those listening in, the officers we have with us today are from planning, Mr. Nigel Brown and Ms. Maria Shoesmith. Uh, I believe we have Mr. Avirinos Vlahos. Um, also, from Democratic Services, we have Mr. Ben Ferguson, Mr. Alistair Bushell, and Ms. Hannah Peacock. 
Thank you very much. And, I'll, and also, I do apologize, and our legal officer is Elizabeth Smith. As with our planning... Sorry, Madam Chair, we sadly no longer have Alistair. No, I didn't. I don't think I said Alistair, did I? You did, I'm afraid. Sorry. Oh, golly, it's I do apologize. It's so difficult. We're all missing you dreadfully. Yes, I do. Sorry, I missed you, Mr. Chris Gibson, who I mentioned earlier. I do apologize. That's what you get when you have a script and you haven't, you haven't edited it. <laughs> Thank you very much. I do apologize. As with all planning committees, our council officers have prepared reports on each of the planning applications before us today and have recommended whether each particular application should be either approved or refused. It is, however, for the planning committee members to assess the application and to make the final decision. Today, we have four applications before us, or five, or five applications. For each application, I will ask the relevant officer to give a short presentation on the proposal, which will appear on our screens, outlining the reasons for their recommendation. I will then invite those of you who have registered to speak on the particular application to present your views. The applicant will then be given the opportunity. In fact, I do believe, I don't need to say that bit today because we have no speakers, because we have no, nobody coming to speak on any of the applications. Therefore, I'm going to move on to agenda item three. We've had apologies of absence. So do we have any declarations of interest today? Uh, yes, can I just say that I must recluse myself from the uh, Grant Mead Close application. That's uh, Councillor Sutton. Thank you very much, Councillor Sutton. And what I will say is we have decided to um, transpose item agenda six and item agenda seven and transpose them around so that you can leave the meeting um, at the end, at the end there. So we'll take agenda item seven before agenda item six, Councillor Sutton. Councillor Fairhurst. You it's Mayor Town Council. Okay, Councillor Stora. Thank you, Chair. Uh, I was a consultant working on the original application for the Little Walden Road application, therefore I will recuse myself when that item is considered. Thank you. Thank you very much, Councillor Stora. Councillor Freeman. Yes, I'm a member of Saffron Walden Town Council and the application in Little Walden Road happens to be in my ward, which is just the way of it. Thank you. Thank you very much, Councillor Friedman. Um, so we need to move on to the minutes of now. We don't because we have made a decision, haven't we, Mr. Brown and, and Ben? Have we made a decision on the minutes of the previous meeting? Have we? I just, I, I think we still need to discuss it. I think we, we, we have been discussing the minutes, but I think the. I'm also anxious that because I'm down as co-host, I can't put my hand up. Right, so... <laughs> so that's more aimed at Ben than anybody else. And so anyway, so I may want to transfer me, maybe my co-host to Maria because she's on, she's, she's on next. But um, the other thing I was also going to say about the running order, um, the plan of action is to do the case in Newport last because of Councillor Sutton's interest. But the case officer does have to leave at a certain time. Um, I'm confident that we should be done by then, but if it looks like we're overrunning, I'll panic and say, can we just do that one earlier? And But I think at the moment, with the direction of travel, we should be okay. 
And in terms of the minutes, uh, the one issue that I think just needs to be slightly clarified is on item um, on the PC4, which is land east of Braintree Road, Great right, Dumbo. Um, the resolution um, is down as saying to approve the um, yeah the uh, the proposal is for the approve the application with conditions and a comprehension section 106 being brought back to the future planning committee. I think members were asking for the, the actual final 106 to be brought back. I think what members want to see, well, it's for members to confirm this, but what members need to be seeing is the heads of terms of the direction of travel of the section 106. I think we were talking about, I don't think it's going to be an overcomplicated 106. It's about the phasing of which things happen in certain orders. And we've got a meeting coming up. So I, just, I was going to suggest, suggest that maybe that rather than say comprehensive section 106, we say heads of terms of the 106. Are members content with that? Can I just, can I see a show of hands with that? Content with that? Yes? Right. Thank you. Thank you for that. Okay, so can we move on then to the next? So item three, UTT 193068DFO land east of Little Walden Road, south from Walden. And it's Mary Smith. Good afternoon. Mm-hmm. Hello. Excuse Thank me. Good morning, madam. Yes, Elizabeth. I think um, Councillor Stora has to metaphorically step into the waiting room. Right. Exactly that. Thank you. Just going to flick out and then. Good order, madam chair. Yes, Councillor Fairhurst. Have we therefore approved the minutes? Um. You still well, have to. Right, sorry, I sorry, I got confused because we did have a discussion that we're going to do minutes every. Sorry, that, sorry, sorry, Chairman, that that issue was because I of the. I actually ask that question. Sorry, that, that's question. what I meant. Yeah, what we're going to be doing in the future, because obviously we'll finish tonight. Well, we'll finish hopefully this afternoon. But when we finish today on the planning committee, the minutes will have to be done, and this is for Chris's sanity, I think. <laughs> Otherwise, Chris will have to get the minutes done before we dispatch the next meeting on Tuesday. So what I was going to suggest is the minutes for this one will go to the one after next. And uh, and then for you, it gives a little bit more time because obviously the, the minutes, they weren't rushed. They were, they, were, they were more or less there, but it does pick up these various issues. And so therefore, in the future, we won't have this issue because I think there will be every other meeting. That's all I was going to say. Sorry, sorry, Chairman, but for the benefit of this one, because the minutes were on there, we still have to approve the minutes as they're on there today. And that's what I was asking the question. Yes, sorry. And for first, are you okay with that? So if we go to the minutes... That's exactly. We need to actually dispense this dispatch. Right. I was actually asked. That's why I asked the question. Okay, so with the amendment um, to the adding in the heads of terms, um, are we content with the minutes? Can I just have a show of hands or not? Yeah. Thank you very much. So, over to you now, Maria. Thank you. Sorry, me again. Councillor Stora just popped back in again now. That's what I was concerned about. That's the, that's the first, that was the first issue. And secondly, Ben, Maria needs to get hosting rights in order to share her screen. How are you doing, Maria? You're okay, Maria. Uh, yep. There you go. Okay. Can everybody see that? Yes. Thank you. Wonderful. Okay. So, 
Your first application uh, before us is land east of Little Warden Road in Saffron Warden. The application is for reserved matters or detailed following outline, um, which was granted back in 2016 uh, following an appeal. Uh, so the schemes for 85 uh, residential dwellings, including all necessary infrastructure, landscaping, details of appearance, um, uh, out, sorry, layout and scale. The applications for the approval of reserved matters following the outline. Um, in terms of the details that have been provided, um, the plan which I have, uh, which can be seen on the screen, um, is the illustrative outline master plan, uh, which was approved at appeal and conditioned that the uh, reserved uh, matters application has to uh, follow the lines of the illustrative master plan. So this is the, applic uh, the outline uh, reserved matter, sorry, the outline um, plan that's before us. Previous um, to this application, there was a reserve matters application back in 2018, which has been refused um, in October for uh, three reasons. Uh, the proposal's layout failed to comply with the outline permission uh, in terms of the level of uh, public open space, which was uh, to be provided. It was felt that it was reduced um, and was, as a result, uh, an adverse effect in terms of the overall scheme. Other reasons was with regards to the dwellings fell below the national space standards, therefore having an impact on the living conditions of the residents. Um, also, the application failed uh, to provide appropriate broadband provision and energy efficiency managers. This was allowed uh, on appeal on the 12th of May uh, this year, uh, which was running parallel to the consideration of this application, which is currently before you. So the plan that you see here was the, um, the reserve matters plan, which was refused and recently approved by the inspector. This has been included within the appendix uh, to the report to show uh, a comparison in terms of what has been submitted and approved. So the plan here uh, is the current reserve matters plan. This is more in line with the outline illustrative plan uh, of which uh, in terms of the level of green infrastructure, this plan here shows the increased level of infrastructure, uh, which is now in line with the outline. So, um, which has meant, obviously, a, a slight rejigging of the dwellings in how they sit. There are an increased number of probably more terraces on the site, and it's slightly a little bit um, more condensed, shall we say. Um, as a result... Um, the scheme has been assessed in terms of what has been submitted. The properties now uh, have been amended to meet national space standards. It's been confirmed that broadband provision to the properties will be provided. Energy efficiency measures have been um, assessed and gone through, of which 
they are uh, taking a fabric first approach and then looking towards the inclusion of PV panels, which will make up uh, and improve the level of energy efficiency measures beyond the stipulated building regs requirement. As said, the layout has now provided uh, an additional level of public amenity space, um, which has been altered from the previous reserve matters, which was 1.67 hectares, to now providing uh, 1.97 hectares, which includes the landscaping, watercourses, drainage ponds and public uh, footpaths, etc., In terms of the consultation period, um, statutory um, consultees haven't objected to the scheme. This is highlighted in section nine of the report. Consultee uh, responses in terms of third parties have also been outlined in section 10.1 of the report, uh, mostly of which the uh, issues surrounding the principle of the scheme were raised, but this has already been addressed as part of the outline. In terms of the layout of the scheme, um, the report, uh, this is the uh, parking plan. I've mentioned within the report that because of the alterations to the scheme, it has meant a slight compromise in some of the areas. Uh, I believe in Appendix C, there should be an accommodation um, schedule breaking down the plots, uh, whether they're um, affordable or market, of which uh, 40% meets affordable housing, the level of amenity space provided for each, car parking. Um, and it's highlighted within four of the plots that um, they do not completely comply with the um, parking provision. As a result, a condition has been recommended which would mean there's um, a number of unallocated parking spaces, which you could probably see, which are highlighted with purple dots on the plan, uh, which are close to those particular plots, which can be altered to address that concern. So a condition has been recommended to um, take account of that. In terms of the affordable housing, uh, this is the layout of the affordable housing. The report also highlights that three of the plots um, are close to um, other affordable housing, which means there's an exceedance in terms of uh, 10 or less dwellings being together that are affordable, uh, which is out of kilter with what the council policies aim for. However, because of the nature of the uh, dwellings, the uh, they are close to a block of flats. So because of this, it's seen that it's generally acceptable, uh, not causing uh, a huge concern and not enough to warrant refusal of the application. This is the scenes of the uh, uh, of the proposed scheme. It gives you an idea of how the ground levels will alter throughout the site and how the dwellings within the scheme will sit. Uh, and an idea of the um, individual house types and what they uh, appear to be like uh, within the street scene. This is an alternative uh, street scene taken from within the site. And these are examples of uh, the various house types. This is one of the block of flats, one of two, uh, which are pretty much identical in terms of their elevations. 
uh, a majority of which have got their own balconies. Um, these are other corner plots which will uh, form a, a street scene and feature within the street. These are other typical house type appearances. So um, following the assessment of the scheme and considering uh, the reasons for refusal previously, this scheme is considered to address those reasons for refusal. However, uh, it also needs to be considered that the previous reserved matters has also been approved. So uh, with all those in consideration, the application has been recommended for approval subject to the conditions outlined within the report. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, Maria. Um, I'll wait till you've just put us back. Stop sharing. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. And I will open that up to um, the committee. Councillor Bagnall. Thank you, Chair. Uh, So, question for Nigel here, as well as Maria, which is just to, to remind me, I believe... When we refused this, we had a, a long conversation about the open space, the green open space. And I think if if memory serves me right, it went along the lines of a different scheme went to the inspectorate appeal um, to show a much larger green space. Uh, and for that reason, we refused it because we felt they should be following the same level of green space as was submitted at appeal. Now, I can't remember the exact size, but I believe it was larger than what we're seeing here. So it looks like they've reduced the green space here. And I do accept that they've already been successful at appeal, but it doesn't look like they've addressed the green space issue that we raised last time. Uh, And I'd welcome other members' comments because my memory may not be as good as theirs. Maria? I suggest that's probably more for Maria than me. So um, it's the level of green space has increased from what from that that was refused last, uh, but also recently granted on appeal. It's more in line with the outline application, uh, but also the town council has also been consulted and is supported supportive of this current scheme. Maria, can you remind me of what how much green space there was last time compared to what we have now? In terms of the level of green space, the previous uh, reserved matters application was 1.67 hectares. And now, as part of this scheme under consideration, it's 1.97 hectares. Sorry, I, I think what I meant was the... Um, what level of green space was sent to the inspector when they had the first appeal hearing? Unfortunately, I don't have that before me. That will take um, some kind of finding to, to try and locate that. Okay, fair enough. I, I, it may, I may get slapped down by Mr Brown, but this may not be a planning thing. Uh, but it strikes me that obviously they've got something in parallel, which they've got through an inspection and they've won an appeal on it already. So we're sort of stuck in a position where whether we approve this or not, it's going to happen. Um, but it, it feels like we're being forced into accepting things because they've got a, a parallel successful appeal. And that doesn't feel right to me. 
but uh, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll take you it on. To clarify that issue, as, as that answer. <laughs> I don't. I'm, I put it. It's this. I'm not. I'm not into defending developers here. But, but this has been running laterally. This application was in before they got the allowed appeal. So they could have been, if the appeal was dismissed, for instance, for the reserve matters application, then we would have been having a discussion, well, actually, we may be back to first, first principles in terms of the, re, the reduction of open space from the original outline. So they haven't, they, they've, they've done, tr- tracking is a, is a regular thing. I think the views of the town council are very important here. They're always important, but I think in terms, especially important here, is that we've gone from the town council objecting to the proposal to supporting the proposal. And in terms of the open space, the town council are very important because hopefully the town council will be in the position to adopt the open space. And that's the other part of the proposal. At the moment, I, th- I think the, you've got to, if members approve this, then the developer has a choice of which one to implement. And I think this is far superior to the one that they've got approval for. I absolutely get your point that we don't want to be, you know, we shouldn't be forced and chased into a corner in order to approve something. But this is quite clearly superior to the application that was dismissed, that was allowed on appeal. And it's something that the town council are very, the town council are very anxious. That this is the development that actually gets implemented because it's better for, it's better already. So it is a superior scheme. Okay, thank you. That's an interesting point, Mr. Brown. So it's, um, so even if we approve this, the developer still has the choice. So there's nothing we can do about that anyway. But one of the one of the key elements here is that in order for a site to be developed successfully by a developer, the ongoing maintenance of the open space is a critical issue. And I think for the site, and this is where we want to try to move forward in terms of the reviews of 106s and how we deal with them, we want open spaces to be attractive. So the responsible body, in this case the town council, is attractive for them to adopt it. I mean, if the other site... As we stand, I think it's, I can't speak on behalf of the Town Council, but it may be unlikely, less likely, that the Town Council will adopt the open space on the scheme they've currently got. So it's in the developer's interest to have the site acceptable to move it forward. But you're right, they will ultimately have a choice. OK, thanks for the clarity. OK, thank you, Councillor Bagnall. Councillor Lachlan. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I noticed that the housing enabling... Can I say that again? I'll try. The housing enabling officer... Got it. Uh, ..says the mix is acceptable, although the clusters do not meet policy. The clusters of affordable housing should be more integrated within the scheme. So I'm just wondering why that didn't happen. I know that we could say that the housing association, I believe it was said manage them easier but I don't necessarily agree with that because they're not a million miles away from each other so I, I just don't understand why if they could have been more integrated that they weren't that's it the, <laughs> the layouts of the, the layout of the scheme in terms of the um, there were revised plans that were submitted um, prior to the initial submitted plans and these included uh, revisions to the affordable housing uh, mix, which uh, to make it in line with comments from the enabling housing officer. So uh, that's happened. But in terms of um, being able to increase the level of um, uh, public open space as well, it has meant a, 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 re, um, a rejigging of the layout generally. But the, as I said within the presentation, there are three plots which are closer to the block of flats, and it's only those three. 
um, dwellings that exceed the um, not more than 10 uh, affordable dwellings should be um, kind of adjacent to each other. Uh, but that in itself isn't, uh, obviously that's been assessed, that in itself isn't enough to refuse the application. The There are a, a couple of plots which have been altered from market housing to affordable housing to the other side of, of the um, scheme. If I can probably share this um, screen again to show you. Um, so... They are um, housing, these were originally market houses and have moved from one side of the site to the other to break up the affordable housing a little bit more. But generally in terms of the clusters that are there, for example, here, here, here and here, those are in line um, with the council's policies and names, including the block itself. It's these three units um, that were seen that couldn't be located elsewhere, but generally it's considered uh, to be acceptable. Thank you. Can I come back? Sorry, I, um, I know it's acceptable and, uh, and it isn't a reason to refuse, but it is a shame that there's a big site that they couldn't have been put elsewhere. So that's it. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Councillor Lachlan. Councillor Freeman. Yes, thank you, Chairman. Um, <clears throat> I think that the current application that we're, we're looking at is very much better uh, than the original one. Um, one thing that's sort of confusing me, uh, but that's not terribly difficult. Um, on the 18th of March, there were 17 documents submitted by the developer there on our website. They were in support of the second application, one we're looking at now. Um, they're quite technical, uh, and unless you're actually a planning officer, and unless you've got the facilities available and the time, uh, you, you probably wouldn't be able to go into these in any great detail. But what I'm looking for is the assurance that those 18 documents submitted, 17 documents submitted on the 18th of March, and then there's some in addition to that. But the point is they came through two months after the town council had actually looked at this latest application and giving it the thumbs up. So the thing that concerns us is that we've had no opportunity. We didn't know they'd been made, actually. It was only because of the vigilance of one of our officers that we spotted them. Uh, we, we need the reassurance. I like the reassurance that actually we are still looking at the same application as the one which was considered by the town stroke parish council uh, in the middle of January, or whether the thing sort of mutated and evolved from that by means of these 17 documents filed on the 18th of March. Now, I haven't had a chance to look at them. Nobody's had a chance to look at them in detail. I've been going through them this morning, and they do seem to be substantially uh, in line with the original uh, item that we considered, the original application. But can the planning officers give us confidence that we're actually dealing with the same thing and not with something which has mutated by the virtue of subjecting, of submitting lots and lots of subsequent documents to the planning authority. Yeah, the um, I have discussed this also with the applicants as well and uh, have looked at the plans. The um, 
it was the two plots uh, which have been altered from one side of the site to the other in terms of the affordable housing. Obviously, by amending those two plots has meant a, a raft of uh, having to amend other plans in terms of the landscaping and the general layout, which is why there are there's quite a few more uh, revised plans than what you would would have expected. But it's uh, purely to do with the um, with the affordable housing. Okay, so there are no substantive changes from that which would have been considered by the town council in the middle of January. There's other than the location of these affordable sites. Okay, thank you very much for that. Thank you. Councillor Fearhurst. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, just a small question. I'm looking at, at, at 9.6.1, the Essex Wildlife Trust article, and refers to the badgers. But my question is simpler than that. What happened to the bats? Um, some years back, when we first looked at this proposal, there was an issue of bats, and the argument was that the bats would find their way out of there and they'd save themselves. All of a sudden, the bats have become irrelevant. What's, where's, where have they gone to? Um, in short, I don't know. <laughs> the site, ha- the site has been has had ecological surveys undertaken, uh, and no no objections have been raised by um, the ecologists. There would have been reliance on the previous surveys that were carried out back as part of the outline application moving forward. So, um, in terms of additional information, there is unlikely to have been any more additional information provided. Uh, but would have been supported by previous uh, documents. Uh, but that's already been covered by as part of the outline application. Hi, hey, Madam Chair. Thanks for letting me come back. This worries me a lot. I have no special affinity with bats, but it's something we raised at the planning committee, um, and it was of some real concern. And we were assured that, that, that steps would be taken to preserve and look after these bats. Um, and I mentioned that we have street signs that bats could read to preserve their habitat. And now all of a sudden they've fallen off the face of the earth and we expect to accept that the Wildlife Trust have accommodated them without us knowing. I'm, I'm afraid I remain sceptical and in favour of bats being looked after. And I, sorry, just to, just to say, the Wildlife Trust's comments, it's the ECC ecologist who we should be listening to. I'm not dismissing the Wildlife Trust, but in the EC ecologist, because obviously we're talking about the detail scheme, this was, and there are conditions within within the proposal here in terms of ensuring that mitigation measures are taken in place. That would be for bats and all other protected species. Um, so that is, it is something that it was fundamental. We don't know the specific details about the bats, only that it's covered to the point where the ECC ecologist has no objections. The Wildlife Trust comments were specifically about badgers, from what I'm picking up, um, because there was there's issues about badgers, and you know there was there was and. That, that matter's been that matter's been addressed. The fact is the, the matter regarding bats, we don't specifically know where the bats have gone, but they have been covered by the mitigation details within the ecology statement, which is would be a huge document covering every single piece of habitat and wildlife species. But the, the fundamental issue is we've got no objection from the ECC ecologist, and that is one hell of a that's an achievement getting a no objection from the ECC ecologist subject to specific conditions. Thank you, Nigel. Um, Councillor Lachlan, let you come back. Just being facetious, I just wondered whether they've gone into lockdown in case humans give them COVID, that was all. (laughs) Councillor Lachlan. Um, Councillor Freeman. 
Yes, thank you for letting me uh, come back, Madam Chairman. Um, <clears throat> I think bats aren't very fashionable at the moment because, uh, uh, yeah, because of the things that we've seen just recently. But uh, one question that occurred to me when I was going through the plans, there is existing woodland, this may answer the bat question as well, existing woodland, which appears, uh, I know we spot-listed it uh, to protect the trees when this application first came through, it appears to be completely untouched in this development. And that is where the bats would be in that existing native woodland. Uh, can, uh, uh, can the officer just confirm that actually the existing woodland is indeed untouched, that uh, will be left at that, pretty much as it is, I think. It, can, can you confirm that, please? Yes, the woodland itself is untouched. There are a couple of trees to the front of the site uh, which uh, will be felled as part of the application. Those have been identified uh, within the application. Both the landscape officer and ecology are aware of that and no objections have been raised as a result. But the woodland in itself is untouched. Thank you. Right. Um Right, I was about to say I see no blue hand. Councillor Fairhurst came and pinged up. Councillor Fairhurst. Hi, Madam Chair. Um, being untouched is one thing. I'd like to know that it's conditioned that these woodland is in fact protected and that the bats are speci specified in the in the um, uh, wildlife um, uh, condition. Um, as it stands at the moment, these things are not secure and they can change. Councillor Bagnall. Uh, just on the bat issue, Chair, if you look at the, in the paperwork, the inspector's appeal decision, uh, he talk, they talk about, uh, in section 43, they talk about uh, relating to bats and in particular to two notable species. So that has sort of been covered and it's been recognised that there is a conservation concern. Um, so I do think it's an important issue that Councillor Fairhurst raises. Yeah. Yes, thank you for that. But it is an issue that's covered by way of the conditions. And the conditions do cover um, condition, I mean, both into, there's a number of biodiversity conditions. Condition seven is all mitigation and enhancement measures and work should be carried out in accordance with the landscape ecological management plan, which would include matters to do with specific species such as bats. Uh, there's also construction environmental management plan, biodiversity submitted to approve. Which carries, which carries out risk assessments of all issues. The, the whole issue is you have a you have an environment where you know where bats will can habitat and other wildlife can habitat, and um, including a protected woodland. And my my I mean, Maria may be able to correct me on this, but I think the trees are TPI. I think Councillor Freeman was right at the very outset. The, the, the starting point was to, to say the trees are protected; they're not to be removed, and so therefore that's the first issue. That's covered by TPO, which which this permission doesn't trump. It would only trump it if that this proposal actually did include taking trees down for access purposes, which, as Maria said, there's a couple, but the majority of the tree, all of the tree belt is unharmed and untouched, and so therefore it is protected by the TPO. And the bats, are, the bats are covered within the biodiversity management plan, along with all other species and habitats, so that's already covered. So it is covered. Just because you haven't got the word bat mentioned doesn't mean to say it's not, it's not primarily bat, because if you have bats, you'd be saying... What about other species? So that's why it doesn't specifically say it, because it covers all protected species and all protected habitats. There are also conditions within the outline permission relating to the ecology. Conditions 12 and 13 within the outline consent um, addresses ecology issues. But um, 
that also aside, there is the Wildlife Act that they need to comply with outside of the planning realms as well. So they have a duty outside of the planning application. Okay, thank you. Right, it looks like nobody else wishes to speak. Therefore, we need to go to vote. So can I have a proposer, please? Don't know, rush forward. I'll be happy to propose that. Thank you very much, Councillor Reeve. Could I have a seconder? I'll second that. Thank you very much, Councillor LeCount. Therefore, we have a proposal Councillor Reeve has proposed and Councillor LeCount has um, seconded this to accept this application, to approve this application. Therefore, um, over to you, Elizabeth, to take the vote. Thank you. Record the Thank vote. You. Yeah. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the register hereby follows. Uh, Councillor Merrifield? Approve. Councillor Lachlan? Approve. Councillor Sutton? Approve. Councillor Bagnall? Approve. Councillor Caton? Approve. Councillor Fairhurst? Against. Councillor Freeman? Approve. Councillor LeCount? Approve. I didn't hear that, Councillor LeCount. Sorry to be a pain, but for the audio record. He's frozen. Yeah. <laughs> he, he did say approve. He did say approve. Yeah, yeah I know it's just a question of the, of the tape. Could you say it again, please, Councillor LeCount? He's front. Try again. Try again, please. Approve. That Approved. Thank you. Councillor Lovett? Approved. Councillor Reeve? Approved. Thank you. And we've got no councillor story. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine in favour, one against, and one refused. Um, Elizabeth, somebody answered for me because I didn't say approve. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't recognise your voice. Was it you could? Do you approve or don't you? I do approve, but I felt I should do so in person. <laughs> Thank you. I think there must have been a delay, Councillor Pavitt. Thank you. Um, so, can we get Councillor Stora back in, please? Um, Madam Chairman, may I uh, crave uh, a three minutes? That's what I was going to say. Would we like a five-minute break? Yes. Thank you. Five five minutes, folks. So it's um, just after quarter two. Just after quarter two. Okay. Thank you. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Okay, thank you. Welcome back, everybody. And going on to item four, UTT 2006-70, full, Saffron Walden. And it is you again, Maria, I believe. <laughs> thank you, Chair. I just share the screen. Okay. Are you able to see the screen? screen? Yep. Excellent. Okay. So the application before us here, oops, sorry, the application before us here is for Second Warden Castle, Museum Street. The application is for full planning permission, uh, followed by um, listed building application consent, which will be considered later, for the real rebuilding of a wall which has been demolished uh, through an accident, which is located here in red on the corner. Um, and junction. Um, this will give you an idea of what the wall's current state is and what it will be rebuilt. It would look like this. So the wall will be rebuilt uh, matching the height of the existing wall, except with all materials uh, matching, except there will be the addition of a gate to enable permeability and access within the castle itself. So the application is for the rebuilding and inclusion of an access gate. Um, the scheme has been uh, fully assessed and looked into um, with regards to uh, third-party objections that have been raised. That's been fully addressed within the report itself. However, statutory consultees such as uh, Place Services Conservation and Historic England, which have been consulted throughout the project um, of the castle itself, have raised no objections subject to conditions uh, which have been highlighted within the report. As a result, because of what's been proposed, the nature of the materials, um, no objections have been raised and the application has been recommended for approval subject to the conditions listed within the report. Thank you very much. Um, right. So, open it up. And Councillor Bagnall. Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, Maria, I noticed in the report there's a few objections to the insertion of the gate. And I do go up to Saffron Walden quite a lot, and I'm aware of the, the wall. In fact, the last time I was there, I don't think the wall was demolished. But um, there is access already along that way, and that does look to be an odd place to insert a gate. It's certainly not part of the heritage of the castle to have a gate there. So I do support the objection to inserting uh, a new gate. 
Uh, now, I don't know how that works with historic buildings because I would have thought you would want to reinstate that wall as it is uh, and make use of the gate that is further down the road. Um, so I just, I just want to get a view from other uh, members of the planning committee what their thoughts were, but I certainly would not be in favour of inserting a new gate when you've already got an existing one. Councillor Freeman. Yes, thank you, Madam Chairman. <clears throat> uh, it, this actually is also in my ward, and uh, uh, I use the hole in the wall quite frequently. <laughs> it's actually remarkably convenient. It's off um, what is uh, a crossing point for uh, quite a number of footways. Uh, and I, I think it would be an asset. I, I don't have a problem with the, the gate. There is one further down. Uh, it's a much heavier affair. Uh, it's in uh, some existing ironwork. It's not. Uh, it's quite a heavy gate to work. Uh, it would get used. It does get used. I use it. Other people use it. By virtue of the hole in the wall left by a car, I personally would have no trouble with it having a gate in it as well, provided the wall is rebuilt. Thank you. Thank you very much, Councillor Freeman. Councillor Fairhurst. Yes, Madam Chairman, I'm afraid I agree with Councillor Bagnall. I think that the, the if one looks at it from a historic point of view, saying what was there before. Um, repair it constantly, absolutely, and, and, and make it strong and all those good things. It's on a very, very um, a, a noticeable place. It's very, very clear to see, and everyone sees it. Um, and, and I rather like the idea of, of having a, a beautiful flint wall um, on the corner. But uh, and the large gate itself, I've used very often, and it's also not a problem at all. So I would not be in support of, of a new gate for its own sake. Thank you very much, Councillor Pavitt. Yes, I have some sympathy with. Councillor Bagnalls as well. One, one concern I would have is that, that that corner there that would start to attract people to cut across from that point to where the museum is. So that's a meadow, or it has the potential to be a wild meadow uh, in line with the, the kind of conservation aspirations that the council has. If you attract people and give them a shortcut, they're going to cut across it. So then you're going to be placed in the position of having to build a footpath. Um, and so it goes on. So I think you need to give some thought about whether the gate is quite such a clever idea. Thank you. Councillor Eve. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I, I had no problem with the gate, to tell the truth, and the, with respect to the footpath, of course, I love the idea of uh, wildflower meadows and things, um, but the Footpaths tend to have a habit of, of following the straight line, and especially if they've been used for that purpose. So it will sort of tend to make itself over time, uh, depending on how much it gets used. Um, and, and with respect to the, um, the history of that wall, uh, it's not as if it's the same age as the original castle. So in that respect, I see it as, as something that evolves with time and now is an opportunity for a new access point. So actually, I've, I don't really have a problem with that personally. Thank you very much, Councillor Reeve. Councillor Caton. Thanks, Madam Chair. I mean, I, I'm quite ambivalent about this, but I, I did understand that one of the reasons for putting the gate in the, this position was also to enable kind of outdoor activities to be held in the castle grounds and to encourage greater 
usage of the area and appreciation of the area. I mean, I, I don't think we should be just looking at it from a pure, you know, fabric point of view, but it's about whether it can encourage better, better appreciation of the his, historical um, monument you've got in Saffron Walden. So I'm inclined to go along with the uh, recommend, officer's recommendation. There was one question that I wanted to ask was about how is the security of the uh, area going to be altered? Is it still, is it going to be open 24 hours a day? Because then it could cause some uh, antisocial behaviour issues in, in a fairly sheltered part of the, the town. In terms of the um, the gate itself, the gate will be locked, as will other gates uh, on site once the castle uh, and the museum close in itself. So it will be made secure. Um, the site is monitored every day um, in terms of activity on site. Uh, there is resistance in, in terms of including CCTV cameras on site because of the historic nature of the site and obviously the impact that that will have. Um, so at the moment, uh, it's being monitored. The gates will be shut and secured when not in use and then reopened again the following day. Um, but th that's the current arrangement at the moment. Um, can I just say, I'll just ask, I mean, it's been it's been virtually open. I mean, I know there's been sort of fencing and orange bits of stuff up over the past two years since it's been done. But, I mean, people have been able to get in that that wall is not particularly high. At that particular point, there is a post office, a, a BT box there, isn't there, at the wall? Um, I mean, even I could probably shimmy up and get up there, you know, and get over the wall if, if I had such intentions to get into the, into the grounds and cause havoc and mayhem. So having the gate there doesn't really make much of a difference. Also, I mean, Councillor Freeman, you said you walked through that <laughs> that there just now. Um, has that, So that's been two years. Has it made much difference to the grass if people are using it? It was, if I, if I may, Madam Chairman, it, yes, it, was, uh, it was fenced. You can see the remains of the red netting yeah. on the ground. Uh, so it wasn't easy to walk. People didn't walk through there. And then um, it was cleared away and made available in the last few months, really, and it's been used ever since. I think it's a fair comment that uh, at one stage people put some tables in that grassed area and they had to be taken away because they were used for nefarious purposes, mainly drug dealing. So they actually just took them away. Uh, so there is a, it's a fair comment about the business of access, but if it's going to be locked, mm. uh, climbing over that wall is not a challenge. No, thank you. Okay, sorry, Councillor Stora. Chair, I agree with Councillor Reeve uh, in particular about the historic uh, significance of the wall compared to that of the castle. And given what Marie has told us about the, um, the locking of the gate, which is going to be a question, effectively, for a lot of the time, that gate would effectively form a window rather than a door. You'd be able to see through the wall. 
to see the, the benefits of the castle, this historic um, um, artifact within the, within the town. And also, assuming it was, it is an assumption, may not be lit at night, uh, it may offer as well some protection with regard to anyone up to uh, um, not very nice activities around the gate. Although, as you'll see from the photograph, it is a pretty substantial gate at the entrance to the castle at the moment. So I would have no particular objection whatsoever to that to that gate. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, Councillor Stora. Councillor Lachlan. Thank you. Uh, the conservation officer has said that there's some scarring in the wall where it's been repaired before, so it's obviously been hit before. Uh, and I'm just wondering why it wasn't thought necessary to put a gate there before when uh, the wall was not down, but now it is. So, um, you know, if they've managed all this time with it having been knocked down, why is it so necessary to have this wall now? I think Councillor Caton hit that one on the head when he said that, you know, we're talking about the future aspirations of what's going to happen. It's an opportunity. And I must say that members need to be careful here because you, you are basically, you have, to, you have to consider what's in front of you. It does include a fence, a gate. Um, if members refuse this, you are saying Uttlesford cannot repair that wall. And that's, I mean, that, that's, so you, you just need to be quite careful or not. And I should also add that it is Uttlesford's ownership. We have ultimate control over everything on that in terms of locking it, leaving it unlocked, maintaining it, access, all those type of things. Members just, I think, can be assured the fact that it's because it's our asset, we have ultimate control. We're not asking, you know, we're not, we're not on a wing and a prayer hoping that somebody else will control this. We have ultimate control on this particular site. Thank you. Councillor Pavitt again. Thank you. Uh, I think that's probably answered my question, actually, on that. Uh, I noticed also town council has no objection to the to the gate. Um, one hopes, therefore, that people have yes. thought through the implications. Those people on the ground, local people, the town council, and also UDC owns it, have thought through the implications of putting a gate there. So on that basis, I wouldn't object. Thank you very much, Councillor Pavitt. Councillor Freeman. Yes, thank you, Madam Chairman, for letting me come back. Um, just to answer Councillor Lachlan's point, yeah, people have locked the wall down uh, in the past. Uh, in the past, they haven't done it quite so completely and so successfully. And on this occasion, it was in precisely the right place because it's absolutely on the apex of the curve. And it's been like that for the last two years because it was done by a drunk driver. Uh, and I believe, and uh, um, uh, Elizabeth will be able to give us chapter and verse on this, that uh, the insurance company, so it has nothing to do with ASGOV, and it's taken, I think, our legal team uh, two years to actually get the money to repair it. I think it should be repaired. I'm very happy to put a gate in there. And I propose that we um, approve this application. Thank you very much, Councillor Freeman. I will take the other two. I'd like to see oh, yeah, approval. Hang on, Councillor have Please, thank you. But I'd just like to complete the people who wish to speak. Um, and then I'll come back to you. Um, Councillor Bagnall. Thank you, Chair. Um, uh, just in answer to Nigel's comment, uh, I think that's slightly unfair on the planning committee to say that if we refuse this, we're saying that the council can't repair that wall. I think what we're talking about here is whether the repair should go ahead with or without a gate. Uh, and clearly the council could come back with a revised proposal if the committee were minded that they were in favour of repairing the wall without a gate. So I think it's a little bit 
unfair on the committee. But uh, having said that, I've listened to the arguments and I do understand that the wall is of different age to the castle. So um, I might be persuaded to, uh, to change my view on that anyway. Thank you very much. Um, Council Account, would you like to say what you said when I interrupted you? Oh, you've got you've muted. Oh, yes, your... no. yeah. I would like to second uh, Councillor Freeman's approval. Thank you very much. Um, right, as, as nobody else wishes to speak, I'll take that proposal from Councillor Freeman, seconded by Councillor Count, to approve this application. Um, over to you, Ms. Smith, to take the vote. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, again, uh, call the register, please. Uh, Councillor Merrifield? Approve. Councillor Lockwood? Yes. Oh, approve. Thank you. Councillor Sutton? Approve. Councillor Bagnall? Approve. Councillor Caton? Approve. Councillor Fairhurst? Against. Councillor Freeman? Approve. Councillor LeCount? Councillor LeCount? Approve. Thank you. Councillor Pavitt? Approve. Councillor Reeve? Approve. Councillor Storer? Approve. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That's one. Ten in favour of approval and one against. Thank you. Thank you very much. Moving on to item five. UTT 20-0672, listed building, Saffron Malden Castle, Museum Street, Saffron Malden. Um, over to you again, Maria. Same Going over the same thing, yes. Thank you, Chair. Um, okay, so exactly the same thing, except this is for listed building consent uh, because the wall is obviously listed. Um, as previously stated, no conservation or, uh, or officer or historic England officer objections have been raised. As a result, the um, applications are recommended for approval subject to condition. Thank you very much. Would anybody like to speak on this or would somebody like to propose this? Or I would like to propose this for approval. Would somebody like to second this? Oh. Yep. Thank you very much. Therefore, proposed by myself and seconded by Councillor Freeman. Elizabeth, could you take the vote again, please? Thank you. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, Councillor Merrifield? Approve. Councillor Lockley? Approve. Councillor Sutton? Approve. Councillor Bagnall? Approve. Councillor Caton? Approve. Councillor Fairhurst? Against. Councillor Freeman? Approve. Councillor LeCount? Councillor LeCount? Well, Mary, 
On this point, approved. Thank you. Councillor Pavitt? Approve. Councillor Reeve? Approve. Councillor Stora? Approve. Thank you. Again, that's 10 in favour of approving the application and one against. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Um, now, are we okay for time? Mr. Brown? Yes, we are. So I think if Maria continues with the one that the, so the one at the end. Agenda item. Okay. Thank you very much. UTT 201081 NMA, the land at Thaxted Road, Saffron Walden. Thank you very much, Maria. I don't... We've lost sound. We've lost sound. Maria, we've lost you. We can see it, but we can't hear it. Apologies. That's okay. Okay, <laughs> okay so the applications for uh, a non-material amendment uh, for a, a council housing scheme on Thaxted Road in Saffron Morden. Uh, to give you a bit of uh, context in the locality, uh, the application site is located here. You've got Tiptoft's Lane, which is here, where you've got other housing um, dwellings located here. You've got the Aldi store located here as well. So in terms of the application itself, um, it's quite detailed in terms of what's being proposed. Um, so it won't be as easy to... Um, recognised from the plans that I show from the display of what's been proposed. So if I go through uh, the general um, gist of the application. Um, so the application has been submitted in order to amend uh, a number of the units in order to meet part M of the building regulations in terms of accessibility. What this has uh, meant is that uh, a, a number of the plots, for example, like plot one, they have uh, internally rejigged uh, the layout to admit, for example, the utility room in order to increase the size of the downstairs toilet um, to make it more accessible. Um, this has meant elevational changes in terms of locations of rear doors and new windows being cre uh, created. For example, also uh, plot two, there are changes to the internal layout of the kitchen and the dining room, which has again meant it will external uh, elevational changes. Again, all this has been listed within the report in terms of a, a plot by plot basis in terms of what's being proposed. So also, uh, for example, plots three and four, dormer windows have been changed from a, a three light to a two light uh, casement window. Again, toilet alterations. What is probably a little bit more significant in terms of the alterations is plot 10 uh, sorry plots 5 to 10 and 11 to 14 have been slightly widened um, by um, 22 and a half centimeters uh, in total which is pretty much a, a brick's worth um, because of the widening of the communal staircase again for accessibility purposes this isn't greatly visible um, when looking at the scheme in itself uh, but overall, the proposed amendments are considered to be uh, non-material. 
which wouldn't cause an adverse harm to the scheme in itself or the amenity of other occupants, uh, meeting the um, the terms of section uh, 90, 96A of the Town and Country Plan, Planning Act. As a result, it's being recommended for approval. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much. Um, that's what you come over. Councillor Fairhurst. Madam Chair, um, on the basis of all those numbers of changes, they're all either day minimus or, or of slight improvement to the site, so I'd be very happy to approve approval of those. Thank you very much, Councillor Fairhurst. Would anybody else like to speak on this, or would somebody like to second that, this? Just um, oh, right. Councillor Pavitt, thank you very much. So, Proposed by Councillor Fairhurst, seconded by Councillor Pavitt to approve this application. Over to you, Elizabeth. We are motoring, aren't we, Madam Chair? We are certainly motoring today. Yep. Councillor Merrifield, please. Approve. Councillor Loughlin. Approve. Councillor Sutton. Approve. Councillor Bagnall. Approve. Councillor Caton? Approve. Councillor Fairhurst? Approve. Councillor Freeman? Approve. Councillor LeCount? No, you Councillor LeCount. Approve. Thank, Thank you. you. Councillor Pavitt? Approve. Councillor Reeve? Approve. Councillor Stora? Approve. Thank you, and that's unanimous, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much, everybody. All right, well, just so we'll um, say goodbye to Councillor Sutton now. Goodbye, Maggie. Bye-bye. Bye, Maggie. Bye, Maggie. Bye. 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 Um, for the sake again of the audio record, Councillor Sutton left the meeting permanently at 15, 14 hours. Thank you very much. So, give me a moment, if you just give me a second. So, last application of the day. UTT 200187HHF, one grant to meet close at Newport, in Newport. And we have Avarinos Viacos. Thank you. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, let me just show you the presentation. Uh, can I be done as a co-host, please? Well, it needs to be... Yes. Yes, thank you. All right, can anyone see this presentation? All right. Uh, this is a householder application for a two-storey uh, side extension and matching materials within the development limits in uh, Grand Amit Clause, Newport. Um, the site comprises a two-storey dust dwelling of a modest size and was part of a new development 
of around uh, 20 dwellings uh, situated to the east of Cambridge Road. Um, the proposed extension will be, will be within development limits over here, um, but the, the, the original dwelling is outside development limits uh, within the countryside. Therefore, both policies S3 and S7 for the countryside were considered. Uh, River Cam uh, runs around 65 meters to the west of the property. The dwelling is at least 60 meters away uh, from this listed building over here. Um, and therefore, policy um, ENV2 is not relevant for the listed building or the setting of the listed building. You can see uh, the proposal uh, highlighted. I did the highlighting for your reference. Uh, in this slide, as viewed from the front and the rear elevations. Uh, and in this slide, um, it will be from the west elevation, um, both existing and proposed. Uh, it should be noted that the initial proposal included a garage instead of a cartload, but because the garage was not of appropriate dimensions, and because there was a rare extension to be done under permit development rights uh, on a future application, we requested revisions uh, and the garage was omitted and replaced by uh, a cardboard. Uh, the cardboard you can see here, this is void, this is void, this is void. And from this side, front elevation and also from the rare elevation, uh, it's uh, void. Um, uh, Gas will be extending three meters beyond the rear elevation, the existing rear elevation of the property. So that's three meters here. Um, and it's going to have a flat roof over, over, over this bit only. Um, also, the rear extension to be done under permitted boundary rights was omitted. Uh, next slide. I must say at this point that the Paris Council was initially consulted um, and provided no comments uh, to the application, but later uh, and also after the consultation period expired, they sent us an objection letter uh, with a reasoning related, uh, relating primarily to uh, the extension being too big and uh, potentially detrimental on the amenity of neighboring uh, occupiers and to um, uh, the parking issues. Also, we consulted the neighbors and we only received one objection letter from the neighboring occupier to, to the west, claiming in the area that the proposal would increase noise levels, that the trees on the neighboring plot would be harmed, that future flooding will be an issue, and that the gardens would not be uh, of appropriate dimensions. Uh, going into the planning merits of the case very quickly, uh, the proposal will amount to a modest increase in the footprint of the original dwelling. In terms of design, it is considered acceptable um, as it stands back from the front elevation. Because of the concerns about the trees uh, on the neighbouring plot, the landscape officer was consulted and uh, he raised no objections as the trees uh, are, not of, uh, are not worthy of protection. Um, in terms of the residential amenity of neighboring occupiers, there will be uh, no material overlooking as there will be no direct views towards the neighboring property to the west. There will be no material overshadowing due to the position of the proposal and its distance from the neighboring property. I think it's around four or five meters that distance, uh, considered taking into account the, the proposal as well. And also there will be no overbearing effect due to 
uh, the modest size and scale of the proposal. In terms of parking, the proposal will add will actually add one parking space uh, of appropriate dimensions, meeting the local parking standards uh, for a minimum of three off-street parking spaces of appropriate dimensions on site uh, and off-street spaces as well. Um, uh, and that was a requirement because bedroom numbers increased from three bedroom numbers increased sorry from three to four. Um, in this plan, uh, that's the first floor plan. As the previous one was the ground floor plan. Overall, the proposal is considered acceptable as it complies with uh, policies S3, S7, HA, Gen 2, Gen 8, and the NPPF. Uh, and it is recommended for appro approval with only the standard time limit condition. Um, these are some photos from the side. That's the front elevation. That's just next to uh, the front elevation of the dwelling. This is where the proposal will take place. Um, and also, this is a view from the rear elevation, another view of the site. Um, oh, you've gone very quiet. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, thank you. Right. Uh, I must say for the record that I did not visit the site due to the national pandemic emergency, but I got um, enough photographs from the applicant uh, to make my assessment. Um, so I'll be happy to answer any questions or if you need any clarifications, Madam Chair, thank you. Thank you very much, Amnios. Um, so just wait till you get hand us back to the off from that screen, if you could, please. Yes. Sorry. Thank you, Deb. Yeah. Oh, Councillor Fairhurst, first of all. There's a, quite a few people, yes? Thank you, Madam Chairman. Um, <clears throat> it is, it is, it is uh, unfortunate that we can't go and see this site because it's going to be a question of actually being there and seeing the, the real effect on it. But... Um, we must work with the conditions we've got. Um, I also think we should always consider all objections, regardless of whether they come in on time or whatever, as long as we can recognise what other people see. Um, but I am reasonably satisfied that there will be no overlooking, um, and as we mentioned, no overbearing, um, and, of course, that it adds car parking, which is excellent. So uh, I think it's also important that being a carport, it allows rear access, which would also be a problem. So uh, I think that's a good, a good agreement that's been um, achieved by our planning officers. Um, and it's a, a substantial distance from the listed building, so there's no problem there. So um, on the basis of that, um, and understanding the conditions, I'd be happy to propose approval. This seems like a good, 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 good process. Okay, well, thank you for that. Um, but we have still got a few other speakers, so thank you. Um, Councillor Reeve. Sorry, I wasn't sure I was going to be next. Uh, th uh, thank you, uh, uh, Madam Chair. Um, my concern is indeed the adjacency to the uh, building on the west side and the objection put in. And uh, it was stated that it was only a modest increase in size. If you look at the base of the ground floor plan, it's not really a modest increase, it's a 
don't know, it's, it's at least a 30% uh, increase on the, uh, the area, or at least it looks like that. And so I, I, I must say I was having a degree of sympathy with the, uh, the neighbour uh, there. Um, the fact that it's going to be open at the bottom means that you'll get a sort of a more airy space. One picture which wasn't given in the photographs presented was the adjacent property to get an idea of how that, uh, how that looked. So it was, um, that's my concern. I, I don't know whether it's enough to persuade me to oppose, but uh, I just offer that as my, my concern. Okay. Um, are there, were there any pictures of the other, how the sort of proximity to the other property? If I may, yeah. Uh, can I just quickly show you? Again, something. This is a picture containing the adjoining property and the gentleman who objected the application. I think that's not the Basically, this is the original dwelling. That's the neighbouring dwelling to the west. And the proposal will take place here. And it will have a single story part over here. So that's not going to have any direct interference with this property. There is also um, a fence here and trees. Plus, from this side... Um, there are one or two outbuildings, I don't remember the exact number, possibly two outbuildings. Uh, I think one of them is a workshop and the other one is a garage, perhaps. I'm not quite sure about the second one. Uh, but there's definitely an outbuilding here. So it will not harm the amenity, the residential amenity of the neighbouring occupier by no, by no means, not harm it materially, at least. Thank you very much. If I may, Madam Chair, as for the point about the uh, Paris Council consultation that was raised by another member, um, we do take into account every consultation uh, we get, even if we get it um, after the expiration of the consultation period. Um, and I did take into account, so just, just for the record. Okay, thank you very much. Now, now that I've seen the uh, seen that layout and the fact that there's an offset, I, I feel uh, uh, yes. much more comfortable with the uh, with the proposal. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Councillor Reeve. Thank you very much, Linus. Um, okay, Just... back to the first thing. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm down to one, Councillor Bagnall. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, my only question concerns the parking space. So the Parish Council comments suggest that there'll be a loss of parking spaces. Can you just reconfirm that that's not the case? Yes, absolutely. Thank you for the question. Um, basically, what was done is that we had already resolved the parking issue, and that's why we uh, requested revisions uh, on that perspective. So when we got uh, the the consultation, the second consultation from the Paris Council, we had already resolved this issue. 
So the, the, the proposal actually adds one parking space of appropriate dimensions uh, on site. Uh, and it's acceptable because it, it will have, I mean, the site will have three parking spaces, off-street parking spaces of appropriate dimensions in total, um, which is in line with the parking standards. So I think the issue is totally resolved. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Councillor Pavitt. Um, I'd just like to propose this for approval. Well, thank you. Um, Councillor Fairhurst had actually proposed, but if you wouldn't mind, if you would second it, that would be fine. Thank you. I'll second. That's fine. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, if nobody else would like to speak, I will take this to the vote. Um, so, proposed by Councillor Fairhurst, seconded by Councillor Pavitt to approve this application. Over to you, Elizabeth. Thank you, uh... Register for the final time today. Uh, Councillor Merrifield. Approve. Councillor Lachlan. Approve. Councillor Bagnall. Approve. Councillor Caton. Approve. Councillor Fairhurst. Approve. Councillor Freeman. Approve. Councillor LeCount. Thank you. Approve. Approve. Councillor Reid. Approve. Councillor Stora. Approve. Thank you. That's approved unanimously with one absence. Well, thank you very much, everybody. Thank you very much, everybody else. And Maria and Ben and Chris and Nigel. And welcome, Hannah, for joining us today. Um, and thank you, everybody else, members, colleagues, for being here. And we got through it really quickly. Thank, thank you, you, Madam Chairman. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. And our next meeting is on the 17th. Is it 17th? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's on the 17th, Chairman. Which um, is ironically... When it was scheduled in the when the real committee was actually scheduled right. in the back of the office, so yeah, that's why it will looks... come round like that, won't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't suppose it'll be as um, easy as this one, or as as not as you know not as discusses you know not quite so discussion. Like, yeah. But never mind. Can I add a point of order? During the, an earlier discussion, there was an allusion, which I didn't understand, to a meeting next Tuesday, uh, which I thought would... And that confused me. Maybe I've, I've missed something. Or maybe I misheard that. You were talking about the minutes of the previous meeting. I, I, I lost the thread there, but maybe I've just totally sorry, lost the Sorry, sorry Councillor. Yeah, I'll just click now. What, what usually happens, what would normally have happened had we changed our process would have been that Chris now would be burning the night out aisle, trying to get the agendas, getting the minutes sorted out for the dispatch next Tuesday. So the dispatch oh, the dispatch the, next Tuesday. Yeah, okay. so what's going to happen at the next meeting Okay, is understood. don't have any minutes to agree. Yep. While I'm on, sorry, sorry, Ben, are we closed now? We're not closed, right? Okay, I'll leave it then. Can we close then? Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.